This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I want to talk to you about uh, some of the things that are coming up in our society. People are off are saying, "What's going wrong? Where are we at?" and we could get into the details and talk for a long time and work over many, many, many subjects. And really what we're doing is we're covering the effects. We're not covering the cause. Right? Just like we have disease, we have symptoms. You get a cold, you have the runny nose, you have the sore throat, you have the cough. These things are symptoms, but the disease is a cold or the flu or what have you. Well, we're always talking about the symptoms that we see in society. And everybody's trying to show up the next guy and say, well, yeah, well, did you know about this? Or did you know that that was happening? Did you know that they now made a law about that or the other thing? And everybody's trying to feel as though they're informed. And they're trying to feel as though they're helping their brother man by informing him. Now, that is a good concept. That's not the problem. The problem is we're not actually looking at what is the root cause of these problems. The Vedic literature gets into this because the Vedic literature covers all of the possibilities of experience in the human life of what it can be. It's talked about that you can work hard and amaze a good result and you can be lazy and ridiculous and earn nothing. It talks about how you are responsible for the acts you perform both good and bad. Your previous life affects your current life and your current life affects your next life because you're earning results. So they sit back and talk about these uh, cycles of human experience, whether it's you or anyone else, whether it's 50,000 years ago or it's 10 years ago or it's last year or it's right now. The same cycles of experience are there, which means man as an individual has free will. And if he makes the right choices, it leads him in one direction. And if he makes the wrong choices, it leads him in the other. Now, it may be that you make ten right and one wrong, and two right and five wrong, and I make a completely different uh, relationship in my decisions. But if the overall conclusion is I've made a bunch of bad decisions, I go that direction. And if the overall summation is I made a lot of good decisions, then I go in that direction. And the resultant is um, given in the next birth. It's not that it's given necessarily in this life. Certainly there's instant karma, they call it. You know, you hit the punching bag and son of a gun, the punching bag can hit you back. Boom, boom, ow. Well, it, it's a big scale between immediate results, gradual results, and long-term results. But the bulk of your lifespan and the bulk of the decisions that you make are accumulated and counted. The good actions are in one account, and the bad actions are in another account. And if you spend your time doing good, you accumulate good. And if you spend your time doing bad, you accumulate bad. But one does not cancel the other. You cannot erase a bad act with a good one. You cannot lose a good act with a bad one. They're two separate accounts. But the overall conclusion of that determines the quality of your next life. So, whether you go up or you go down, whether you develop a good life or you develop a bad life, 
or a good future or bad future is not the point. And this is where the Vedic literature stands above all other concepts of the organization of the human society. The Vedic literature says this plus and minus concept of your resultant actions is all within a limited structure under material nature. But we, as eternal living entities, we are not to be kept in material nature. We have the ability to escape the influence of material nature. So you go, well, wait a minute. That means there's another method I'm not aware of. Exactly. And this is why the Vedic literature is such a profound scripture. It teaches you about the third option. Now, what we have and what we're seeing in society is the resultants of everyone's use or misuse of their independence. And we see that society influences itself. The television influences society. The education system influences it all. And the good and bad behavior influences others. So these things pull society in a positive or negative direction, just like we're talking about your particular life going in a positive or negative direction. So what needs to happen is the third method needs to be taught so that people realize there's a third option. The third option is not about getting good or getting bad results. The third option is about freeing yourself from this cycle of good and bad results entirely. So obviously it's wise to do good so you get good. But it's even more intelligent to stop the good and bad either way from influencing your independent pursuit of happiness and understanding. So the Vedic literature focuses on that third option level. What is going to make you a more conscious, more intelligent, more selfless, more honest, more compassionate being? And that's what the Vedic literature is teaching. That's what the Vedic literature is prescribing. Now what this boils down to, the third option is the God conscious option that the eternal living entity, you or I, conscious being, and the supreme eternal living entity, God, the supreme Lord, the personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, Lord Ram, Buddha, Joel, all these names, there is a relationship. And that relationship is a permanent thing. And if we can understand and work on that level, we're automatically off of this good and bad result level. So to put it all kind of in a nutshell, what is required for society to heal its wounds, cure its ills, improve its future, is the re-spiritualization of the human society. Now, if you stop and you look at the forms of media, the forms of education, the forms of knowledge, the sources of, of education, the sources of any of this that are available to you, there is very little God-conscious input into those categories. So you can easily see that without there being any connection to that eternal relationship and any re-spiritualization of your decision-making perspective, the society continues to cause itself problems.
And the Vedic literature says the only thing lacking in the human uh, experience is God consciousness. Because if you replace your understanding and your evaluation of what is a life and what is it worth and what is it for with an understanding that we are eternal servants of the Lord and there is un uncalculable happiness to be achieved in that plane of existence and consciousness, that influence changes everything about you, about your influence, about your future, about others around you. And the whole thing starts to come out of the confusion, denial, anger, envy, greed, frustration, all of those things that are rising, predominantly rising, in our society right here, right now. Another one that we're getting now uh, is depression. Why is anybody depressed? My goodness, a lot of people are depressed. Well, wait a minute. Something is amiss here. If we have it like a disease, we know the flu comes through every winter and a lot of people get the flu and they're off work or school and they have issues and try to get over it and it takes forever and oh my gosh, trying to work while I'm sick, whatever it might be. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but we need to understand how to get spiritualized and how to get over these material misconceptions of depression. People are depressed about their life, depressed about their finances, depressed about their partner, depressed about their job, so easily depressed, depressed about their Facebook likes. There are so many things that are causing depression. And really the problem is because we're not actually trained in what is important versus what is not important, and we misplace that balance. We end up with things that don't really matter seeming important to us. And oftentimes these things are beyond our control or change. So there comes the depression. Oh my goodness, I can't fix it. What am I going to do? I, I tried to fix it yesterday. I can't. I've been trying to fix this for months. I can't. Depression. Anxiety. But in actuality, the thing you're concerned about is not important on the platform of what is the quality of my life in this birth and what will the quality of my life be in my next birth and how do I actually raise to the platform of service to God above all of this? The problem that you're depressed uh, from is not even on the scale of importance. So this education is lacking. In fact, the opposite is happening. They're putting all sorts of things in front of you for you to worry about. A comet is going to hit the planet. We are going to have war tomorrow. They're going to kill the president. Uh, the environment is going down. The air isn't breathable. They go on and on and on and on and on and on and on with external problems that you can't control being put in front of you as issues that you need to be concerned about. This is not helpful. This is not intelligent. This is a false influence upon the individuals to keep them from working on getting out of the concern of these unnecessary issues. They keep dragging you back in. Oh, did you know about this? Did you know about that? Oh, there could be a tidal wave tomorrow. There was one earthquake yesterday. What? 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 Constantly bringing up other issues, the oh no, for you to be concerned about. And as 
creatures of habit, these things do influence us. We gradually become influenced. And it's easier, after time goes by, it's easier for your mind to go, oh no, what are we going to do? And this happens to all sorts of people. The mind becomes, it's called, entrained. Now there's a, I've mentioned on this program before, but there's a psychological study, and you can look it up, where the brainwave patterns, your normal brainwave patterns, can be recorded and be monitored. And then they put you in front of a television. And if someone has never been in front of a television, it takes about a half an hour for the television to influence their brainwave patterns. But the next time, very next time, they're put in front of the television, it only takes a couple of minutes. And then the next time, it only takes a couple of seconds. And then from then on, through your life, you can be distracted and attracted to the television within an instant because your brain is adapted to that frequency coming in and it knows what it is and immediately runs to that state where it's taking in whatever the television is putting out. This is called entrainment. Well, we have a situation where society is becoming entrained to depression because it's constantly feeding us things to worry about that you can't correct. This is when you get depressed. Everybody has problems in their lives that they can solve and they don't depress you. Just do the work and solve it. Help out somebody else solve theirs. Put your shoulder to the wheel. Where's the problem? It's those problems that are being presented to you that are outside of your ability to correct them. And it goes on and on and on. It might be as little as someone you know's mental or physical problems. They have these problems. I can't help them. What am I going to do? It's so depressing to think about. Oh, I'm glad I'm not in that condition. But how can I help them? Depression. You get so many subjects on so many levels and hitting you all of the time. This is why so many people complain about the television. It's not feeding you any good news. It's not feeding you any intelligence or education. It's leaving you to be entrained by the frequencies and care about those things you cannot change. So what is required is the re-spiritualization. That means the re-entrainment of your mind to things that aren't depressing. To re-establish your normal brainwave patterns and then increase them, improve them, I should say, to a level of contentment, happiness, peacefulness, blissfulness, because that is the normal state of a human. You don't get to see it much anymore because everybody is entrained by the negative oh no and the depression. But the normal condition of a human being is not depressed. This is a symptom of the problem society is putting on itself Everybody's giving the problem to the next guy. If you hear a bad story, oh my goodness, this terrible thing just happened, you rush to tell somebody else. You spread the disease. You stop and think about it yourself. You think about it for a half hour. You think about it all afternoon. You think about it most of the week on and off. And you're telling everybody you bump into, you're spreading the disease that's causing the depression. Of course we see depression spreading among the society. So 
first of all becomes awareness. You have to be aware what you're doing. You have to be aware that you're a victim of a sickness that's in society that causes depression. And you have to be educated. You have to be informed that this is not your normal state. This is an artificial imposition upon your mind that's caused by your association. It's caused by the things you're allowing in through your senses. And you need to be very conscious of that and you need to pull back and you need to screen those things that you know aren't good for you. Screen those people that you know aren't good for you. There are people that go around just giving their problems to other people willingly, forcefully, causing as much anxiety in other people as they can because they feel like their problems are reduced by sharing it with you and now you're worried about it. Okay, I don't have to worry about it for a while. You're worrying about it. Neither one of you are supposed to be worrying about it. You're supposed to be cleansing that. You're supposed to be using your free will to control the mind, to screen the senses, to not allow that stuff in. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to go there with you. I'm not going to be your friend anymore. I'm not going to spend my time with your attitude. So the intelligence has to be used to control the mind, and the mind has to be used to control the senses so that you can get free of the social disease causing depression. And it'll start to go the other way. But how do you hold on to that perspective that your mind doesn't drag you in? You have to focus on the third option, the God-conscious perspective of life. It's the normal perspective of life. That society and the television and all sorts of educational structures and systems are pushing that out of your mind, out of your way, out of your access. So we have, they say, what is wrong with society? You're not acting normal. Normal is a compassionate, intelligent, honest, helpful, conscious, living being acting in a selfless way for the satisfaction of God and the upliftment of all of the people on the planet. And yet you can't get free of the nonsense that's been piled on you to act normal. There are many people who are firmly convinced that man is inherently a bad thing, a bad being, a bad person, a bad consciousness, and that there's only a few people that have found God and they're better. No. Everyone is a God-conscious person. Every eternal living entity has an eternal relationship with the eternal Lord. And it's a beautiful, loving, caring, sharing experience. Normal relationship. Everybody's covered with the artificial nonsense that's thrown at them from birth. This has been with you all along. It's been with all of us all along. It takes determination. It takes education. It takes forcefulness. It takes uh, uh, self-control to keep this from dragging you down. And it, most of all, it takes good association. You need to be around someone who is not 
liable to being drawn into the depression caused by the confusion from problems you can't solve and that don't matter anyway. So look at your life. Look at your worries. Look at your depression. If it's something you cannot change, you must throw it out. I'm not going to care about it. I'm not going to worry about it. It's beyond me. Somebody else has to deal with it. I'm going to deal with those things in my life that are my responsibility. I have to be a better being. I have to make a better contribution. I have to lift my attitude and my perspective to that higher perspective of life where you are out of selfishness. You're into selflessness. You cooperate with others, caring. You cooperate with others to do a benefit for everybody. We have the problems, the schools, the businesses, the government, the television, all the crap coming into us, all the music. It's all filled with selfishness. Now, go look. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. You go ahead and investigate your own life, your own association. The things you spend time looking at or thinking about reading or hearing or listening, you go and look for yourself. And you find the source of your depression. It's the things you can't do anything about. So you're being encouraged by the Vedic literature to rise above this good and bad platform. To rise above fear of problems you can't fix. To go to a platform where they don't matter. Get to that third option, the transcendental spiritual platform that's based on love of God, service to God, selflessness, awakening your consciousness to where you control the mind and the senses with your good intelligence. Educate your intelligence, not your mind. The school only educates your mind. Remember this, Johnny. We're going to test you on Friday. So what? Two years later, I don't know what it was. I don't remember. I don't care. Educate your intelligence. This is worth caring about. This is not worth caring about. This is what you should be doing. This is what you should never do. Educate your intelligence. This is Vedic knowledge. For one who controls the intelligence, the super soul is automatically reached. The super soul is the one-to-one -one direct communication between you and the Supreme Lord in your heart. And this platform is almost unknown to most of the people on the planet. It's there in every living entity. You have a one-to-one -one relationship with the Lord through the heart by his super soul expansion, and yet it's not being taught. It's like being given a bicycle in a box. It has to be put together, but no instructions. Some people will figure it out. Many won't. We have a life, a consciousness, mind, intelligence, senses, body, perspective, all of it, and we aren't taught how to use it correctly. We're only taught how to use the mind to remember stuff. And we're only taught how to use the senses to enjoy. This is a failure. And we see that when we look at society and go, what is wrong with society? Well, something's failing. Yes, the lack of education, the lack of God consciousness. We need to re-spiritualize our intelligence. Re-spiritualize our values and lift society one by one. The higher you get, the more good influence you can be on another. And you can reject, you can resist other people's bad, stupid uh, influence on you. 
I often complain about commercial radio. They try to keep you uh, and treat you like you're 12 to 14 years old. They don't actually bring you to a higher level of consciousness. It's just crap. Oh, what'd you do? What about this? Oh, here we got a story about a girl who said this. Oh, whatever, whatever. We got a new contest today. Whatever, whatever. It is all childish, waste of time, crap. You're not working on your actual duty in life because you're distracted by their crap. Come to the higher platform. Learn how to resist that nonsense. Learn how to walk off on it. Learn how to not care. And watch your depression go away. The higher level of consciousness is your normal level of consciousness. The anxiety, confusion, etc. is caused by the bad attitude in society, bad education, bad influences. You can get above it one person at a time. Seek out those good people who are trying to improve themselves and live, work, try, support them. Stay away from the fools who are constantly complaining and putting a, one problem or another in your lap that you can't do anything about. Be an independent person. Re-spiritualize yourself. And that will re-spiritualize the human society and will be free of depression and back to a normal, happy human society, globally speaking. Listen to the Vedic literature. Come to our program here on Vedic uh, Wisdom. Listen to this program. We're trying to encourage you and give you guidance. Read Bhagavad Gita as it is. You will be uplifted and informed. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.